Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what a show we have tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, Greg, I know that this is a show that you have been anxious to do, and you've yes. been waiting on uh, our special guest to come on for quite some time now. Yes. You know what, Brian? You know how you have someone that you, uh, well, basically he's been my mentor for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you, when we started the show, I said, "Well, no, Brian, not this week. I want to let's. I want to get a little bit more experience under my belt before I bring him in because it's going to be such a special moment. And I want to just make sure that I have everything right. But you know what, Brian? There's never a special time. You can never have everything just right. So I, I, I reached out to him a couple of weeks ago, and he was willing to come in. And I tell you what, a lot of lives is going to be changed just." from this one-hour program. I believe that. Yes, I, you know, I totally agree. And, you know, it's, and we're going to tell you who our guest, special guest is in just a short time. But, you know, just the fact that we have someone who's willing to take a little bit of time out of their busy schedule to come and join us, you know, it's just a testament to the dedication he has in helping and, you know, helping to motivate and encourage others. Yeah. You know, so yeah. hats off to him. Yes. And, Brian, I'll tell you what, I, I, my life uh, totally changed when I uh, when he when he stepped up. And it was so amazing. So many people have heard me say this, and I, and, I, and I say it all the time, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's exactly what happened to me, and I got that phrase from him. I got that statement from him. When the student <laughs> is ready, the teacher will appear. And it has never failed me at any time it sounds crazy some people say well how in the world is that possible when you're looking for something to do and it's something that you know is right and you're going after that thing people will start appearing in your life that know exactly what you need and how you need to get it done and they will kind of mentor you through that process but also too brian we have to be careful because there's also bad mentors you and I know about those. We go into the jails and prisons and detention centers, and we see this all the time. Yes, yes. You know, and sad to say that most of the time we tend to follow those those folks that lead us down the wrong path because we're not really sure what path to go down. And you see them, and they look successful, and they sound successful, but the truth is they're not really successful, you know, and Nobody really, you know, a lot of us don't really have a gauge on what success is. And so we're glad tonight that we have someone who can come and give us a couple of tips and, you know, kind of guide us and lead us into that direction of what success means and what success is. Yeah, yeah. And, Brian, we think right before you came on, we, we, were, to, we were just talking about our thoughts and the things we think about on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I, I mean, I have to tell you, it, it is absolutely amazing. I started counting my thoughts. I started paying attention to my thoughts uh, the last couple of days, and it is absolutely mind-blowing how many negative thoughts we have on a day-to-day basis. And, yeah. uh, you know, we are what we think. You've heard that before. Oh, yes. You've heard that before. And, I've and been that really before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You, you, if you, your thoughts... Like you said, Brian, your thoughts expand, mm-hmm. and that's so true. And I'm just telling you what, I'm just uh, full of joy tonight because I know that somebody is listening is going to hear what they need to hear to let them know what they need to do to get on track and let them know what they need to do to be the person who they were created to be. And so many people have settled for less. They've settled for for uh, you know when they have those dreams that their dreams are so big they start settling. They start backing down. But, Brian, you know, they are so close to the opening that door, but sometimes they walk away from it. Right, right. Sometimes they fear what's on the other side, not realizing that their success is just waiting for them to turn the knob, you know. Yes, yes. But uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring our guest in. Awesome. All right. Tonight's show is entitled, oh, Greg, you didn't put the show on there. Oh, yes, it's up there. Okay, hold on. Let me find it. Oh, it's the, power the power within. Yes, I apologize. 
the tonight's show is the power within. Our call in number is seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. That's seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. And tonight's special guest is best selling author Don Boyer. And Don Boyer is a national speaker. He's authored three mega selling books and is the creator of the best selling The Power of Mentorship series. Hmm. <laughs> Mr. Boyer, are you there? I am, Brian. Great to be here. And Gregory, it's great to be here with you. Yes, thank you so much. And I, you know what? I said, Brian, I'm going to let you go first with your questions. <laughs> you know, I, and I and I thank you, Greg, because I figured you'd like to go first. So I was I was ready, though. Yeah. So my first question to you, Mr. Boyer, first of all, thank you for coming on the show tonight. And we oh, really my pleasure. appreciate you spending time with us. I'm excited. My first question how does it feel to know that people want you to be their mentor? Well, you know, Brian, that, that's a great question because it goes back to our calling and it goes back to what we're designed to do. And the way God created all of us is that we are a unit. And so we get our best fulfillment and we find our greatest joy in being a help to our fellow man. So one of the things that I've always got a lot of help or I've always enjoyed was the satisfaction of knowing that I can take my experiences, both good, bad, and indifferent, and take the lessons out of that and pass it on to somebody else so that they can use it for not only as a comfort, but also as a ladder to get back up on their feet or get to the next level of success. So it, it, it's a great feeling. Awesome, awesome. And you know what, uh, Brian, when I called him, I reached out to him some years ago, and he, he, I mean, he just embraced me and took me in, and we did some, some weekly talks, and he gave me some homework to do some things, and, and Don, I still have that rock that, that, that you told me that I need to put in my pocket. Absolutely. I still have that rock. Yeah, yeah. That that's great. And you know, that's one of the the best things about mentorship is because when mentors walk into our life, they don't they're not like dictators. They don't tell us what to to do. They show us what to do and then they walk with us on the journey. And that's the greatest thing about mentorship. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I tell you what, if you you might if you want to talk about the rock, you can. I haven't really told a lot of people about it. Brian has never heard that before. Yeah, I was. Told I was it. just about to ask, what's <laughs> what's up with the rock? Yeah, what's up with the rock? <laughs> well, you know, a, a, it's really a kind of a simple thing. As what I like to do is I carry a rock in my pocket, and I call it – I've got a couple rocks. And one is my gratitude rock. Um, one is my prosperity rock. And basically, there, there is no power in a rock. Okay, but what it does is it invokes our thoughts, and our thoughts is what creates everything in our lives. Someone said 5,000 years ago, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it means for a woman also as well. So, so whatever we're thinking about – that's what we bring into our life. That's what creates every circumstance in our life. And so what the rock does is that, let's say that I've got the, my gratitude rock in it, and I'll keep it in my pocket. And so in the morning, I'll, I'll put it in there, and when I touch the rock, it makes me stop and think about all the things that I'm grateful for. Because when we start looking at all the good things in our life, then what happens is more of that will show up. If I'm using my prosperity rock, then when I hit my prosperity rock, it makes me think about all the blessings that God's bringing into our lives and all the increase that's coming in. And, you know, the interesting thing here is that each and every one of us was born with a blessing mechanism inside of us. In other words, when you hit planet Earth, you were blessed not because of moral ethics, not because of any kind of family that you were brought in, simply because God designed it that way. So the question becomes, well, if I've got this blessing mechanism in me, then why don't I have blessings come into my life? Like one Christian told me one time, he said, if I'm so blessed, how come I'm so broke? It doesn't make an equation. Well, the answer is that even though God put this blessing mechanism inside of us, we have to turn it on like a switch. If we go into a room and it's complete darkness, we know that if we turn the switch on, automatically the darkness will disappear and the light will come on. Now, if we never turn the switch on, even though the power is available, we'll walk around in darkness. Well, it's the same way with this mechanism that God put inside of us. And the way that we turn the switch on is through our thoughts. Whatever you start thinking about, whatever you start dwelling about, that's what begins to be produced in our life. So I had one 
individual tell me one time, said, you mean to tell me that if I just start thinking about prosperity and I start thinking about all the good things, that that's going to pay my uh, past due rent and that's going to get my phone back on and that's going to put more food on, on my table? He said, you know, that sounds crazy. That doesn't sound reality. I don't believe that stuff. So I said, Joey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down and I want you, I want you to relax. So you relax? Good. Joey, what I want you to do is I want you to take a deep breath, breathe all the way in, and I'll let it out. Okay, do it one more time. Breathe in, and then breathe out. And I said, Joey, are you relaxed? Good. Now, this is what I want you to do, Joey. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to visualize yourself in the hospital on your deathbed. I want you to see tubes inside of you. I want you to see that your family's going broke. I want you to see that your kids are going to go into orphans. He jumped up. He said, are you crazy? I'm not going to think that way. He says, if I start thinking that way, that could actually happen to me. Isn't that strange? People are afraid to think about bad things because they're afraid that if they think those, those thoughts, that might actually come upon them. But they can't comprehend it's the exact same way. If you think about good things, if you think about prosperity, if you think about abundance, if you think about love and peace and joy, if you start thinking about those things, those things will begin to appear into your life. That's the way God created us. That's the mechanism that God put inside of every human being. Now, when you tell people, they say, life is not fair, life is not fair, they made me, you know, I've got these bad situations because of that person. Not true. Because God made everything an equal playing field because here's the thing. You can take away our liberty, you can take away our money, you can take away our family, you can take away our health, but there's one thing that nobody can take from you, and that's your thoughts. You and only you have power and control over your thoughts. Nobody can take that away from you. And because nobody can take away our thoughts from us, that's the mechanism. That's the tools that God gave us to create the any kind of lifestyle that we want. Now, most people don't understand this. In fact, if you look at most individuals, they have a list of things that they want in life. A better car, a better job, a better relationship, all these things that they want. But fine. Those are, those are the things that they want, but they don't have. Then they have even a larger list of all the things that they don't want. Problems, lack, poverty, sickness, broken relationships. But that's the very things they find that they do have. How did life become so backwards? How did it get turned around? How is it that we don't even have to try to get uh, drama into our life? It just seems to show up. It seems like bad luck follows some people. Why is that? It's because they are using their thoughts the wrong way. They're constantly looking at what they don't have. My early mentors told me this, said the only difference between a rich man and a poor man is his method of thinking, thinking correctly. Well, how do you think correctly? What is the right way to think? It's to think about the things that you want and don't look at the things that you don't want. Most individuals look at all the things that they don't want. I don't want debt. I don't want lack. I don't want this job. I don't like this situation. They're looking and concentrating and focusing on all the things that they don't want. And what happens? That's what shows up. If you want to reverse conditions in your life, if you want to reverse conditions in your finances, in your marriage, in your health, in your business, in your job, you have to start by changing your thoughts. You have to figure out, first of all, what you want. And then once you figure out what you want, you have to start thinking that way. And I assure you, if you start using that method, which is taught from Genesis to Revelation, you start using that method, all of a sudden, all the good things that you want will start showing up in your life. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don Boyer is on tonight with us. Mr. Boyer, you know, what you just talked about was just so powerful. But mo- the average person, when they hear that, they just say, oh, well, you know, you're saying that because, you know, you're an author and you sold books and you have these series. You know, you're just taught to say that, and that's how you make money. But in reality, you know, the average person is not going to be able to do that. What do you say to those people? Well, here's, I'm, I'm so glad, Brian, you asked me that question because it wasn't too many years ago that I found myself because I made a numerous um, wrong decisions and I started making bad choices in my life that I found myself divorced. I found myself without a job. I found myself without a car. I found myself without a driver's license and on the street with $128 in my pocket and my two, two grocery bags full of my clothes, sitting at a Taco Bell with my hands 
in my head and asking the question, how did I get here? What happened to me? Because two years prior to that time that I found myself in that position, I was making about $70,000 a year, and I was driving a, a new Mercedes, and I, was, and I had a home, and I lost because of a bad decision. And here I was sitting in that Taco Bell, totally upside down, and I had nowhere, I mean absolutely nowhere to go. I found myself sleeping at a friend's house on his floor. And I started thinking about all these things. I said, how in the heck, what, you know, how, how did I destroy my life so bad? How am I going to do it? And I, re, and I remember I didn't have anything to my name except a few dollars and my clothes. And I remember saying, the way that I dug myself in this hole was I started making bad choices because I started having the wrong thoughts. So I can dig myself out of this by learning how to change my thoughts and start focusing what I do want. This is the honest to God truth. Okay. So here I was, this was the story. So I'm living at this guy's house on his floor and he was the only guy, gentleman that I knew that, that was fortunate that let me stay at his house. The problem was he was on crack. And so he had, he was constantly fighting with his wife. He had people in and out of his house at all hours of the, of the morning and, and night and day. And it just, you know, that was the only place that I had. Now I didn't have a car and I figured if I had a car, at least I can get a job and do something, but I didn't have a job. I didn't have a driver's license because they got suspended. So I was really in a tough situation. So I remember I started focusing. I'd, I'd walk down to the park, and I would start thinking about how I want my life to be, how I wanted all the things that I once had, how I wanted it back into my life. And one Saturday morning, I walked down from his uh, apartment, and I'm going to go down to McDonald's for breakfast. And I saw this 1982 beat up little Honda Civic car and it said $1,500 and I thought to myself if I could get this car then at least I could find a job and I can live inside the car but I didn't, the problem was I didn't have $1,500 but I called the number and I told the gentleman I said um, I'm interested in looking at your car I said he says okay when do you want to see it I said can you come by at 7 o'clock tonight he said okay great so I got on the phone and I remember I used to work for this one uh, employer and I called her up, and, I, and, I, and her name was Sun. And I said, Sun, are you going to be in your office today? She says, no. She says, why were you asking? I said, because I really need to talk to you. She says, okay, I'll meet you there. So I had my friend drop me down and take me to this office. And so I go there, and I meet her. And I explained to her, I said, you know, I, I, I really have found myself in upside, uh, upside, my, my life in an upside-down position. And I said, I, said I, I don't have a, I'm not working right now, and I don't have a car, and I don't have any, but I – have a chance to buy this one car. It's $1,500. I said, son, if you loan me the money to buy the car, I promise you I will get a job and I will pay you back. And she looked at me and she said, Don, you're a good man. She reached into her pocket. She pulled out $1,500, $100 bills, and she says, when you get on your feet, I know you'll pay me back. So I took that money. I rushed back. I met the guy at 7 o'clock. I paid him $1,300 for the car. I said, would you take 13 No, I asked him. I said, would you take $1,100? He said, no, but I'll take 13 So I gave him the $1,300. Now I had $200 in my pocket for gas and get me back on the road. Okay? It was not more than seven months down the road that I got back on my feet. And I went from an income of absolutely zero to making $8,000 a month. All of a sudden now, I turned my entire life around. I got back into an apartment. I got furniture. I, I built all that together by changing my thoughts. I know this stuff works. And if I did it when I was completely upside down living in my car, then I know that anyone can do it. And this is why I'm so adamant that it doesn't matter where you find yourself in life. You can turn it around. You know, I know this stuff works. Yeah. Now, it sounds like that's like the magic story. But here's what happened. Once I got on my feet, now I'm making $8,000 a month. Again, and I'm having a great time. I'm getting all the things back. But now I get sick. I get my pancreas that had an infection in it. That um, What had happened was a gallstone got stuck in one of my pancre pancreas ducts. So it infected my pancreas. It infected my liver. And I was on my deathbed. I w went to the hospital. And I had tubes inside of me. I went from 195 pound pounds to 138 pounds. I didn't eat anything for 17 days. I was like a walking skeleton. But once again, on my deathbed, I mean, I was gray. On my deathbed, I focused and I saw myself getting well. I, got, I saw myself every day enjoying life and being healthy and getting back on there. Now, it works for your health. It works for your finances. It works for your relationships. Anything in your life, you can change around with the power of your thoughts. 
that's why I'm adamant about this. Wow. And you know what, Don, when you explain something like this to someone, the very first thought is a negative one. Sure. Mm. You know, Brian and I, we were talking about that, and I, I don't understand how someone can have a negative thought to something that they're already in a negative negative environment. They ha- they've tried everything, but it, when it comes to changing your thoughts, people think, uh, th- is this a psychic question? What what is? Why do I have to look at my thoughts? Because a lot of our thoughts are negative. And uh, you 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 and I were just talking about this right before the show about the negative thoughts, and you were talking about how many thoughts that we have during a day. Can you, you want to touch on that a little bit? Sure. And one of the reasons why, Gregory, is that we are conditioned and we are programmed to think negatively. The first thing that people need to do is they need to shut their TV off and stop watching all the negative garbage that's on television. Because what that's doing is it's embedding in our subconscious all the negative things that's going out there. So what basically happens is we are conditioned every day through the media, through what's on the television, what's on the radio, what we read in the magazines, what we hear our associations talk about. They are embedding into our mind negative thoughts, and so it becomes a habit. And all of a sudden now we do things. It's just like driving. You start thinking negatively as a way of life. So every day thousands upon thousands of thoughts enter into our mind. 98% of them are all negative. Okay, And so what we have to do now is we start needing to look at our thoughts and saying, okay, if, if thoughts is what creates the reality in our life, that's the way that God designed it. Whether we like it, whether we believe it, whether we understand it, it's true. Our thoughts is what produces the conditions and the results in our life. The good thing is you are the controller of those thoughts. And so every day you have to start practicing good thoughts. If you want to guarantee a great tomorrow, start thinking good thoughts today because your tomorrow is nothing more than the residual thoughts that you had today. So it's really important that we learn to understand that our ears and our minds are not garbage pails. We shouldn't let anybody, including ourselves, dump a bunch of negative stuff in our head. We need to infiltrate our mind and our environment with positive things, with good things, with helpful things, with strong things, because as you do this, then all of a sudden your circumstances will start turning around. Will they change overnight? No. You can't think you know, negative for 20 years and expect two hours of positive thinking to change everything around in your life, but it becomes a way of life. So that's why it's important to change our associations. And people talk about, what is faith? Well, people talk about, well, you know, I have blind faith. No, faith is not blind. Faith is the ability for you to see the invisible laws that govern our life. Living our dreams is nothing more than applying the scientific laws that God created into our dreams. That's all it is. There is no mystery to life. There is no like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I can tell you what's going to happen. You tell, if you start talking to me for two minutes... I can tell you what your future is. I can can tell you what your future is by looking at your life. Because right now, everything that we have in our life, good, better, and different, was brought there by our thoughts. And as long as we continue in that thought line, more of what we have now is what's going to show up tomorrow. The only way to change that is by changing our thoughts. And the good thing is, we have the power and the ability to do this. Yes, yes. Author Don Boyer is with us tonight on the Abundant Solutions Hour. If you have a comment or a question, the call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Okay, so you've talked about the ability to change your way of life by just thinking. You know, just thinking in a different manner can actually change your way of life. You know, what about folks who believe and, you know, their, their thought process is that they're doing well? You know, they're they're in that sort of complacency area. You know, do does you know? I, I'm trying to see how I can formulate this question. Most people feel like there's nothing wrong with them, right? You know, and they're and they're used to doing this because this is what you know, Mama and them did before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. You know? And they get comfortable. Right. And and it, and 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 they think that nothing's wrong with them. And and here, Brian, it, it, this is a an oxymoron because in all reality, there's nothing wrong with any of us. The only thing that happens is we have choices, and sometimes we make the wrong choices, and 
the consequences of those choices is what brings the bad conditions into our life. In other words, we have, and this is so important for all of our listeners, and I would encourage you to write this down, we have the freedom to choose, but we don't have the freedom from consequences. See, you can choose to live your life any way that you want to, but you're not free from the consequences that that choice will make. People think that they have the freedom from consequences, and they don't have the freedom to choose. They got it backwards. No, no, you've got the freedom to choose. The problem is you don't have the freedom for the consequences. So every choice that we make brings back a consequence. Sometimes it's a good one. Sometimes it's an indifferent one or a bad one, but it's coming. So if we understand that basically, no, there is nothing wrong with us, what we've done is we've conditioned ourselves to make wrong choices. I mean, in other words, if you find somebody that's on the street drinking and they're, and they're bound by drugs or alcohol, or you say, like, man, that person's messed up. No, what, they do, what they've done is they've made wrong choices that creates all this drama and mess in their life. All they need to do now is to start making the right choices, and their life cleans up. Yeah. So it's kind of an oxymoron. Yes, and, and, and that's so true and powerful at that. Um, Don, you uh, mentor um, a lot of people a lot of, with a lot of companies, and they were paying you a lot of money. Um, I, I want you to talk about how you were able to get the employees from point A to point Z to thinking the right way and doing the right things. I'm not asking you to give away all of your, everything that you've done, but I, I definitely wanted you to touch on how you were able to help these companies. Okay, one one of the things that I did was I had uh, I'll give you one particular um, company that I worked with, which was paying me four thousand dollars per employee. When I started working with them, and and I went to the president, and actually he had called me in and wanted me to consult with their firm, and um, their their average goal for each employee and their staff, sales staff was two hundred dollars a day, but eighty percent of their sales staff was not hitting that that market, and I said. You know, $200 a day, I said, they should be hitting $1,000 a day, not $200. And the president and CEO told me, that's impossible, can't, could, can't be done. I said, well, I, I believe I can get them. He said, if you can get these people to do $800 a day, I will pay you $4,000 per employee. That's all he needed to say. I started working with their team. I got the sales team, and I said, here's the first thing that we're going to understand and look, that results – and money does not come from your customer base. It doesn't come from the projects that you're working on. It doesn't come from any of those things. Money flows through those things, but it doesn't come from those things. Where money comes from is what's called the law of attraction, or it comes through uh, the area of supply. Now, if, you think, if you're thinking that money is going to come from people and projects and things, you're always going to get frustrated. You're always going to get disappointed because people let us down. You have to focus and find out where your supply comes from. Your supply comes from God. And he supplies that to you through the channel of your thoughts and your understandings and your intents and your goals. And so what I did was I got them off of the phones. I, thought I had to stop working so hard on the physical part. And now we started looking at the intent and the goals and say, okay, we're going to start making $1,000 a day. And instead of working an hour on the phone cold calling, what I wanted to do is I just wanted to start reading a chapter from Thinking Grow Rich or start or reading a chapter from The Science of Getting Rich, one of these books, because we need, I needed to change their mindset. Now, all this was comp completely contrary to them. They liked it because they, looked, they thought, wow, you know, this gets me off the phone. I hate cold calling and everything else. Well, when I changed the dy dynamics of their mindset, it started changing the way they did business. And instead of them going out and trying to find customers, customers were calling them in. And by the time that I left, which was a little over a year, their average sale for each one was over $2,000 per day. It goes back again. It's not about techniques of working in the physical world. It's learning and understanding where your supply comes from, which is God, and how to use and harness the greatest power that he has given us, and that's our ability to think. Now, Bob Proctor taught me two things about decisions. Okay, Most people, when they make when they're looking at something, they say they want to buy something. They decide whether they're going to buy that based on what's in their bank account or what they think they can afford to do or what they think they can do. But that's the wrong way to make a decision. The two decisions is, number one, is will this decision move me closer to my dream? 
And number two, is this in harmony with what I'm doing? If the answer is yes, then you go move forward on that decision. And once you make a decision and once you make an intent, the money will show up. The resources show up. Like you talked about earlier, Gregory, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. That's how it works. God sends the supply. He sends the resources. When he, he'll send the right people at the right time. When you make up your mind and focus on what you want. You see, it's not our job to produce results. It's only our job to find out what it is that we want. And it's God's job to produce the results. We get all messed up because we think that we have to produce the results. Oh, my God, how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to do this? i got to have you know, some planning. i got to have a board meeting. No, no, that's, that's all unnecessary. That's, that's the hard way of doing it. You, know, you can either break your back or break the bank. If you work hard, you're going to break your back and make very little money and have very little results. If you use the way God created life to work, which is through your thoughts and the law of attraction, you'll break the bank, you'll make much more money, and you'll have a whole lot more people. It's a lot easier doing it that way. It's finding out the secrets of how life really works. The problem is nobody has taught us that. We've, we didn't understand it. When Jesus talked about in Mark 11, 23 and 24, he says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Most every Christian on the, on the planet will agree that says, oh, yeah, that's true. But the results in their life indicate that they don't believe it because it doesn't show up. Why not? Because they don't understand it. Jesus was talking about the law of attraction. That's what he was talking about. You have an intent. You believe that you have it and then forget it. He never said that, pray for something you want, and then go out there and break your back trying to get it. No, he just said, whatever it is that you want, ask for it, believe that you have it, and that thing will show up. That's how it's designed to work. Awesome. Author Don Boy is a program with us tonight. You know, Mr. Boy, it's amazing how many people have talked about that particular verse in the Bible and when you look at them, there's no results. Exactly. You know, and I can remember people who, who have literally talked about it, and they'll say, well, this is what I have and I, because I prayed for it, but then I did this and I did that, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, but you went out and you worked hard for it, and anybody can do that. You know, and what I personally believe is that the law of attraction can work for anybody because it's just basically – like a biblical principle. If you follow the biblical principle, then it's supposed to work. Is that right? Well, absolutely. And, and Brian, here's the thing. The law of attraction works for us every single day. In other words, all the things that, all the negative stuff that shows up into our life was brought there by the law of attraction. Now, we, people say, well, you know what? I didn't attract the car accident. I didn't attract the divorce. I didn't attract all these bills. Well, you didn't do it on purpose. You attracted it by default because you didn't understand how this law works. Every day, the, just like gravity, okay, it is indifferent. It doesn't matter if a good person or a bad person walks off a building. Gravity is going to pull them down, okay, because the law is indifferent, Okay, the law of attraction is not based on morality, it's not based on understanding, it's not based on ignorance, it just works. Okay, the key to life is understanding how it works so that we can use it in our favor. For instance, people say, okay, I'm going to use that verse and I'm going to say, God, please, you know, um, help me, uh, send me the money for my rent this month. Okay, so now as soon as they pray that prayer, they go back and they start thinking, man, oh God, what am I going to do? They're going to kick me out. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know who I'm going to borrow money from. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my, all my bills. Well, wait a minute. You just asked for something, but now you're thinking about all the bad things like you didn't have it. So you really don't believe in it. What happens is they negate that. And so instead of using the law of attraction to bring the rent money, they're forcing lack and shortage again. Now, let's, take, let's take, go back to Job. He was the greatest example of the law of attraction because if you read his story, here's a guy that was very, very wealthy. He was well-known, and he believed in God. However, he made sacrifices just in case something bad might happen to his children, and he lose all his wealth. What happens? At the very end, he said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. Well, the, great, the, the thing that you greatly fear or the thing that you greatly desire will come upon you. If you did, that's why Napoleon Hill talked in, in the um, Think and Grow Rich. He said you have to have a burning desire. You have to desire the things that you want because it invokes, it puts the law of attraction to bring you the things that you want. If you are afraid of something, if you're constantly looking at your debt and all the problems in your life, you're going to attract more of it just like Job did. 
The great thing about life is that we are the governors of this great law. God gave us the control. He gave us the dominion. He gave us the ability to use that. Our job now is to understand it and work it on our behalf. Because you're using it anyway to bring you all the junk that we don't want in our life. We might as well learn how to use it to bring us all the stuff that we do want. That's the secret to life. And that's powerful. <laughs> that's really powerful. And I'm so glad that you're talking about that right now. Uh, Brian and I, we talk with so many people that that have, I'll say the term, they've been in the valley. Uh, when I say that, I mean that they've been raped, they've been molested. And, and we talk with so many women that through bad marriages and being domestically, I mean, just domestic violence and just all this crazy stuff. What would you say to someone that's on the on the uh, verge of giving up? They're at that point where they say, my life can't get any better. I just want to just throw in the towel, and if I don't wake up, that's okay, too. What what could you say to someone on the edge of giving up? Well, you know, Gregory, I'm glad you, you made that statement, too, because I've been there. I know what it's like to wake up in the morning and say, oh, my God, why did I have to wake up? And when you're in that state, you have to come to a point and say, if I got myself in this mess, I can get myself out. And people say, no, no, I didn't get myself in, the, in this mess. These other people did it to me. And I understand that that's what happens in life when we don't understand how it works, that all kinds of bad things and drama come into our, our life. And it can absolutely bring us down to the very lowest epitome of life where we just want to give up and say, man, I'm done. I'm checking out of this place. The good news is this. You can turn it around if you take personal responsibility and find the tools and the mentors that will help you. Now, I'm not saying that you know people need to do this on their own. They, they, they shouldn't. They need somebody to step into their life and say, I understand. I know where you're at, but let me give you the tools that will empower you to change this around. There is nothing in this world... There's no such thing as an incurable disease. There's no such thing as a, uh, a, a, a situation that it's impossible to turn around. Everything can be changed. Okay? When, when, when Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe, he did not, either two things happen. Either he was telling us that we can change any circumstances around in life, or either he lied. I choose to believe he was telling the truth. So when he said all things are possible to him that believes, you have to believe and understand that you can change your life no matter how down or how bad it's gotten. You can change it around if you take the personal responsibility, learn how to do it, and understand how life works. That's what I would tell that individual. You know, Mr. Boyer, so many people tend to not take personal responsibility, though. You know, when I look at people and they're in certain situations, they'll always say, well, it was because of this that happened, or somebody did this to me, or somebody said that, or they didn't want me to work that job, or, you know, they took this away from me, or they didn't give me a chance. You know, why do so many people tend to blame other people? Well, it, it goes back, Brian, to the blame game. And, you see, it's a lot easier for me to blame somebody for my failure than to take personal responsibility and say, hey, it, it was me that messed up. You see, in all life, it, ha it never has to do with somebody else. It's about us. It's about taking personal responsibility. Like Jim Rohn once said, he said, the, the highest form of maturity is making no excuses when our harvest is small and no apologies when our harvest is great. What that means is that when we come to a point and say, you know what, it's up to me. If it's to be, it's up to me. I've got to take responsibility for my life. Then all of a sudden now when we have failure in our life, we have to own up to it and say, you know what, this, this mess is in my life because of me. Because I didn't know how to manage my life. I didn't know the right tools. I didn't have the right things. But basically, it comes down to me. That's really good news, Brian, because the fact is that if it was up to me to create failure, then it's up to me, that to, it's up to, me to create success. So if I create a failure in my life, I can turn that around. I can turn the switch around and create success just as easily. But the choice begins to be yours. And sometimes we have to allow people to live a life that they want to live, even if it is down and out, and they, you know, check out of this place. We don't want that for people, and we don't want that to happen. But some people will just refuse to take personal responsibility, 
And if that's the case, then we have to honor their choices. As much as it hurts us, we have to honor that choice. And one of the hardest things for me to do as a mentor was to come to that understanding because for many years, I wanted success more for people than they wanted it for themselves. And I had to come and point to, come to the point and realize I am not the savior of the world. And I cannot enforce my will, even if it was good for them, upon them. If they choose to want to live the lifestyle that they want, even though it's destroying them, I have to honor that and walk away. Mm. Well, uh, we have a MySpace question. A young lady is um, listening to the show, and she sent me a message. She wanted to know how can she get your book, and also she said that she she said that um, I am in tears right now listening to Mr. Boyer. Uh, this show was uh, meant just for me. Okay, if she will send me an email to Don at donboyer.org and send me her address, I will ship her out both a, a book and our movie, our, our, our movie that we did um, that talks about the eight laws of success that will transform your life. I'll send that absolutely free, free and postpaid. She just has to send me an email to don at donboyer.org, say that she was on the call, and give me her address, and we'll send it right out. Well, you know what? That that's that's just like you to do that. <laughs> and I, I was, you know, even on your site, you have a thing on there where you have a fifty thousand uh, book giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. And you know, if you go to my website, which is dawnboyerauthor.com, you'll find, uh, you know, we we've given books away, we give away mentorship kits. One of the things that we did on our website, it goes kind of back to the statement that we were talking about earlier about letting people, you know, live the life however they want, even though it's not the best way to live if that's what they choose on the site we give away tons and tons of books and the only thing that we ask most people that go to our website is to pay for the small shipping to get the book out to them and the reason why we did that was because we want to make sure that if you're not willing to pay a few dollars to get a book that will change your life into your hand even if we paid the posters for you you're not going to use it and it's not going to benefit you and so that was the reason why we did that but anyone on your call tonight Gregory that comes will pay for the shipping to get that book out to them as well Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, that's great. You know, and, you know, I can actually see just by talking to you that you have this spirit of giving. You know, just the fact that the situation that you were in and somebody gave you, like you said, you, they gave you a place to stay when you had literally nothing. That's they right. They gave you a couple of dollars to buy a car when you, you know, when you had no means of paying them back right away. And right. now... You've taken that same spirit of giving that those people had, you know, and they could have had their situations. Like you said, the guy that was, you know, was a drug user, and mm-hmm. so he had his own situation, but yet he he chose to give you a place to live. And right. And the lady, you know, she's running a business, and you're not working for her anymore, but she saw something in you, so she chose to give you something, and she trusted you enough to get the fact that she said, I know you'll give it back to me. Yep. You know, and you talked earlier about that being, you know, some people have blind faith. Well, I believe that they didn't have blind faith. They saw faith in you. Well, and they saw fine, that's something a great that point. they could use. Yes, that, you know? that is an absolute great point and statement that you just said there. Faith isn't blind. They, we can see faith. We absolutely can. Faith is your ability to look into the invisible world and see the invisible laws working on our behalf. And once you see that, then you can apply them to your life and get the results that you want. Yes, yes. And um, and I was going to further say that now you're in the same situation where you can give, and you have been giving, and the results of that giving has been the fact that you've produced wealth for yourself, that you continue to share, because that's part of that law of attraction. The more you give, you know, you also receive it. Because you're sowing. Right. And, and the whole thing, Brian, about prosperity and wealth is that it enables us to help more people. That's what prosperity and wealth is all about. I mean, I remember this was close to 30 years ago. I remember driving down the road, and um, I was listening to a Christian radio station, and they were talking about all the starving children in third world countries and I remember I mean at that time I didn't have two quarters rubbed together and I had nothing but cotton balls in my pocket and I remember how tears welled up in my eyes um, uh, 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 and listening to this and I remember God telling me 
speaking to my heart and saying, you know, those children don't need your tears. What they need is your money. What you need to do is you, you need to let me bless and prosper you and get some money to you so that you'll have the money and the means to make a difference in their life. Because right now, those tears are not going to make any difference in those children's lives. That was, a, that was a defining moment in my life to understand what wealth was all about. Because if I don't have any money, no matter how much compassion I have for people, that's not going to help them. But if I have the financial means to stretch out and absolutely make a difference in somebody else's life, if I can pay somebody's rent, if I can get their phone back on, if I can pay a month of their car payment so that it doesn't get repossessed, I'm making an impact in their life. Like James said, he says, don't just love in word, but in deed. Well, how can you be a blessing to people if you yourself don't have the resources? So when people say, well, I'm not interested in money, they don't get it. They don't understand. That's one of the most selfish things a human being can say. It says, well, I'm not interested in money. No, you should be interested in money because the more you have, the more you can help. Yeah. That's what wealth is about. Yes, it is. And, Don, with you've been doing everything that you're doing, you're now married. And I want you to, to tell everybody what a blessing Melinda, your wife, is to you and in, that in, she believes in what you're doing and you guys are just making this thing happen. Because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people are married and they don't have that that that, that relationship where the both of them are on the same page. And we know that that causes friction. We know that that, that causes falling outs and divorces and all that crazy stuff. But what, what does it mean to you to have a wife that you can go home to? that believes in the same things that you believe in? Wow, that, that, that's a powerful question, Gregory. And you're right, Melinda, is absolutely just, you know, a, a blessing from God. Proverbs says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing. And I'll tell you how that all happened again, that that, that becomes a point of the law of attraction once again. It's a great story I want to share with all the audience. Um, someone asked me one time, said, you know what, man, you have a great wife. I said, I know, I created her. And they kind of looked at me kind of funny. I said, well, let me explain. Here I was, totally upside down, and I started getting my life back together. And I, I was tired of being by myself. And so I said, here's what I want to do. I want to find certain things in, in, in a wife, and I listed 17 things down. And once I listed 17 things down that I wanted in a perfect wife, I put it on my mirror. Now, I did something that most people don't do because this is a strategy a lot of people have heard. What I did was I left that list alone and I created a brand new list. And I said, these are the things that I will become and be for this woman to step into my life. So I started listening down. I'll be a man of my word. I'll be a man of integrity. I'll be a man of honesty. I'll be a man of transparency. I'll be a man of faith. I'll be a man of God. Um, I'll give her everything that she wants in life. I'll treat her like a queen. I'll never disrespect her. I listed all these things that I would become and do for that person. When I got that straight, when I got that list straight, and I started working on me, she walked into my life. And, you know, most people, it's hard to believe now, we've been, we've been together for seven years now, we have never had one major fight or argument. I know this sounds absolutely crazy. We work and live together seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We never do any events apart. We work together every single day. We're always together. We're, we never travel apart. We never argue. We never fight. We have a great time. We never get bored with each other. And we make an impact in people's lives. How did that come to pass? Well, it came to pass because when we first got married, I told Melinda this. I said, listen, I can't change you and you can't change me. But I'll work on me for you if you work on you for me. And we made that commitment to each other, and we work on it every day. And that's the blessing of having a wonderful marriage. When we first got married, I said, I told her, I said, you know what? If you allow me to work and don't worry about how many hours I have to put in or what I have to do, I'll make us both rich. So now today, she says, coming in with a bunch of bags and her, uh, uh, coming in with a bunch of bags from shopping, I'll say, love, how much are you spending? She says, look at we made a deal when we first got married. I don't tell you how much to make. You don't tell me how much to spend. <laughs> so going back to your question, Greg, it, it is wonderful to be able to have a mate that you are in complete harmony with and, it, and that you're on the same page with and that you're working on a life project to change people's lives and help them. So, yeah, she is a great blessing and um, the greatest asset that it, that's in my life. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. That's great. You know, and it's a testament because 
you said you created her. Exactly. So you wouldn't create something you don't want to be around, you know. That, that, that's exactly right. And that's, that's the great thing about life and relationships is we can create them any way that we desire them. Mm-hmm. And so many men create the woman that they don't want. I hear it all the time. Brian, we talk about it all the time. Yes. When I go in the gym, I hear the guys in the gym uh, when we're in the locker room and they're talking about the wife that they didn't want, but that's who they married. How well, in the world did that happen? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. You see, it, it, it's not our spouse that needs to change. It's us that needs to change. When we change, then our spouse changes. See, most people want to try to change their spouse. That's the wrong way of going about it. You've got to change you, and when you change, automatically your spouse will follow pursuit and change, or if they just can't handle the great change, that they, you know, they go somewhere else. Now, I'm not advocating divorce because I don't believe in it, but what I am saying that is if you want your relationship to be one that was made in heaven, you need to work on you and don't worry about trying to work on your spouse. Right. Once you work on you, like you said, you know, you fix you, they'll see that you're fixed, and they'll be, they'll say, hey, I, I like this person now. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yep, exact, that, that is exactly right. You know, and, and one of the things about, and let's talk about relationships, is that we don't realize that we train and condition people to respond to us in the way that they do. We're like a mirror. If somebody is treating us mean, they're basically reflecting of what we're putting out there. Wow. And so, so if we start putting out more love and understanding and communication, you know, like one man said, I heard people say, you know, I'm the head of the house. You know, I'm the head. I'm the head. And his wife came and says, yeah, but I'm the neck that turns the head. So, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, here is the whole thing. You know, stop worrying about trying to change other people and only focus on changing you. When you get better, your world gets better. And who's ever in your world will automatically get better, too. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that. I'm yeah. the neck that yeah. turns the head. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and you know, that's the, that, that's the absolute truth. And it goes back to looking at and, and asking yourself, you know, would, would I want to be married to me? You know, and, and if, if people would ask themselves that, a lot of them would say, no, not really. No. I mean, who wants to be married to somebody that's grouchy or upset, is always in a bad mood and things like that? No. Yeah. Be... Right. Yeah, be the person that you want your spouse or your significant other, whoever, to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Don, right now I have a, a friend of mine who's listening to the show. She's a model, and uh, her life is starting to take off. Her career is starting to take off. What is there anything that you think that you can, any type of advice that you can give her? Because we know we know that the road is going to be tough. We know that some doors are going to be closed in our face. But what advice would you give her at this point? Well, this is what I would say, that in order to progress in your career, realize that it's not based on who you know or the connections you have. It's based on your dream. And as long as you can keep focus on your dream and your intent of what you want, then the right people and the right connections and the right doors will begin to open. A lot of times we get in trouble in life in every kind of career because we feel like other people control our future. And so we're willing to compromise in certain areas in our life because we think that these individuals can open doors for us. The truth of the matter is that it's only our dream and focusing our dream that will bring the right people and the right connections at the right time to open up the doors. And that's all you need. You don't need any one person. You only need to focus on what you want and your dream and the right people and the right connections and everything else will fall into place and you don't have to compromise any of your mental, emotional, or physical standards. Awesome, awesome. And you know what, i tell you what, that's so powerful that you, you said all those things. But, Don, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to get your books, to buy your movie, or to uh, talk with you about speaking engagement or working for the, working with their companies to help them be more productive, how can they get in contact with you? Okay, they can go to – we have two websites. One is www.donboyerauthor.com. They can go to our website and order any products they want from there. Um, there's also a link, a contact link that they can call our office uh, or email us. Or you can go to 
thepowerofmentorship.com. And you can, you can find us there as well. So those are the two websites that you can easily contact us. It has all of our contact information, our websites, emails, and phone numbers. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, well, let me ask you this. What, what, are you, what, are you, what do you have coming up now? What, what are you guys working on right now? That, that... Well, we, we were, actually, we, we just finished our uh, 14th mentorship book, and that will be out in a couple of weeks, and that's called The Power of Mentorship, Finding Your Passion. And it's all about finding what excites you in life and following your dream and following your passion. We're excited about that. Uh, we, we're just starting now, which will come out in summer, um, the next book, and it's called The Power of Mentorship for Creating Wealth. Uh, top of that, we just finished our se- shooting our second movie, which will premiere uh, uh, September of this year. So we're really excited about that. Um, of course, we do our monthly training uh, uh, training um, at our training center here in California, and um, we have just we have in June coming up a speakers. Uh, camp meeting, a boot camp, not a camp meeting, but a boot camp, where we train people to become professional speakers and how to start making a very, very large amount of money as a professional speaker, whether you're speaking in a Christian realm or you're speaking to a secular realm. Uh, it's kind of indifferent. We teach you how to become a profession, professional speaker. Awesome. Yes. Mr. Boy, we have about three minutes left. We'd like to g- let you give some words of encouragement sort of like some closing words of encouragement to our listeners. Well, what I would say is this, that whatever your dream is, you can pursue it and you can have it and you can manifest it if you're just willing to take a little bit of personal responsibility, realize that that dream will come true based on your thoughts and your ability to think and focus on what you want, and realize that there is no such thing as a hopeless situation. Anything can be changed around. I don't care how down you're out. I don't care how bad your life is. I don't, it doesn't matter what kind of conditions you find yourself in. You can climb your way out. When I was at the rock bottom, I would sit there, and because I didn't have anyone else to speak to, I spoke to, actually would speak to my wall, and I would preach to myself, and I, and I preached a message called Walking Out of the Ashes, and it was a message to myself because there was no one else around in my empty apartment, and I would preach to myself, and I would say, I'm going to walk out of the ashes. The city that I lived in burned down. Everything around me has been totally destroyed, but even though I'm burnt and smoky, I'm walking out of the ashes, and I'm going to rebuild my kingdom. And that's exactly what I did. And anybody can do that. That's the message that I would tell your audience today. Awesome. 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 Well, we thank you for joining us tonight, Mr. Boyer. And, you know, I can truly say that this has been wonderful. Brian, I told you all about him. You've been hearing me talk about him for years now. And you yes. finally get a chance to hear him for yourself. And, and Brian, what, what do you take away from what Mr. Boyer said tonight? I'm sure that you're going to take a lot of the things that he says and uh, apply those things to your life, I'm sure. Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I was, you know, just talking about earlier how I'm going to redo, you know, listen to this show over and over because I want to make sure I write down everything he said. I couldn't get it all, but I'm going <laughs> to go back and listen to the show over and over so I can write that stuff down because that's some good stuff. I can tell you I'm definitely going to use The Rock, and I'm going to find me one. I think my, I bought my daughter a bunch of shiny rocks, so I'm going to take one and put it in my pocket. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But, you know, the one thing that I got from this show is that you have the ability within yourself. It's already built in, like you said before. You know, it's God-given. It's built in. You have the ability to create your reality. And for our listeners tonight, we thank you for joining us. We've got about a minute left, Greg. Yeah. I want to send... Mr. Boyer, give out your websites one more time, just real quickly. Sure. It's www.donboyerauthor.com and www.thepowerofmentorship.com. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, author Don Boyer on the Abundant Solutions Hour. We ask you to join us on Wednesday night. Greg, who's our guest for Wednesday night? The Bailey Sisters. All right, all right. The Bailey Sisters, Wednesday night blogtalkradio.com slash ASE motivation. Be there. Join us. 718-508-9600 is the call-in number. We thank you for listening, and we bid you good evening, and God bless.
Blog Talk Radio.